I'm the I. Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Eric. Yeah, and I'm Jason. Hey, you were you were gonna say something right before I, I when I hit the go button. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I am the Ayatollah of rock and roll. Ah, I thought that's what you were gonna say. I, was <laughs> I, don't, at, I don't know why. I just had it floating around in my head, and I just had to spit it. Well, out. Well, because we were. I said, "Hey, are you ready?" And you're like, "I'm ready oh, to rock and, rock and roll." roll. Yeah. yeah. Right before I hit the button, you yeah. were saying that. Yeah. So sorry about that. That must have been like a not a Freudian slip, but pretty close to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries, man. Let's do this. Let's do, do this. this. Let's rock and roll. Hey, um, we're gonna get started again this week now. Yeah, we had another show uh, close out yeah. uh, last week um, on Disney Plus called The Mandalorian. Oh, that show! Yeah, that show that's yes. kind of gotten lost because uh, right? Star Trek Picard season three was so awesome. Anyway, yes, it was. Um, you watched the last episode? Yes, I did. And I watched it as well. Um, yes, I did. What did you? take we got jason's hot takes yeah here. what do my, we get my hot take was it was the best episode of season three of the mandalorian really i thought it was okay. it had a lot of action in it which was cool and i love the fight scene towards the end with you know with moff gideon and bo katan mm. and and mando as well but you know eric as good as i thought it was it yeah. didn't make up for a lost season mm. and you know what it's like i i still even though i enjoyed that final episode I came away saying to myself at the end, what did these guys try to accomplish? What were, mm. what did they want us to know about season three of The Mandalorian? Yeah. They didn't leave us with an, essentially a cliffhanger per se. The last scene we see in that in that episode is Mando living in that uh, that custom Airbnb on that planet that he's on. With oh uh, yeah, the trailer park. The trailer park, yeah. <laughs> and he's out there. He walks out there, kind of taking a look, soaking yeah. it all in. This is a good life. And he sits back on the porch on his chair, kicks it, and there. Then you see Grogu lifting up a frog with the force. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was like a, a <laughs> exit scene from Trailer Park Boys. Right, that exactly. Like, that was the one they left on the, the, the cutting room floor yeah. there. So. So, yeah, I came away just asking myself, again, what were they trying to what were they trying to get the audience to feel? That's what I want to say. What were they mm. trying to get the audience to feel? Because it wasn't like season two where they left us on a fantastic cliffhanger where Luke comes in and goes on his little tirade to find um, to get Grogu and then they fight Moff Gideon there and, yeah. you know, the Darksaber, all that other stuff. That was a great ending to a fun season two. In this one. Even though the episode I thought was fun, had some action in it, some good effects and everything else like that, I still came away overall disappointed with season three because it really, it left more questions unanswered than questions answered. Mm. And it also made me wonder because we know there's going to be a season four. A, is it going to take three years to come out with again? And then B, when season four comes out, what where, what are they going to pick up on? Where do they pick up from season three? You yeah. know, because like season two left season three a good chance to pick up the baton and run with it to the finish line. They didn't do that. So what are Dave Filoni and John Favreau going to build on? Because season three was just so moribund and flatlined. 
it just seems like there's nothing there to build on. So now I'm curious, Eric. I'm not even in suspense wanting season four because season three didn't provide that suspense. I don't yeah. know. What's your take on that? Well, and and you know, and their their promise is that well, it's all going to tie into the 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 universe here. You know, the Star Wars universe. So sure. you know, hang in with it, and it's trying to tell this because it's going to tell the next story of another sure. series, right? Okay. Yeah. And and also too, you know, there's rumors that uh, Favreau may be out after. I mean, oh. those are just rumors. Of course, we've heard that Kathleen Kennedy uh, yeah. was was supposed to be out. How many? Like what? Five years in a row. It seems like there's always. Oh, so. she's gone for sure. You yeah, know, and right. then. She's still there. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know if Favreau's really gone or not, but I'll tell you, it's, to me it seemed like this was almost Favreau's swan song. I think I think <clears throat> the ending, I think the way the ending was, now yeah. I don't know how the ending came about and if that was his idea, but it almost seemed yeah. like he ended it to basically, or it ended to basically say, this may be it. I, I don't know. Now, are you sure Are they're signed up for a season four? Okay, I'm glad you asked me to clarify because to answer that question precisely and honestly as possible... No, okay. not sure. I've heard we've heard, I've heard and read grumblings that they are that they are in the preliminary stages of doing a season four, but that's in like the way pre early design phase, okay. pre planning stage. And I I don't even think Pedro Pascal, who plays uh, Mando slash Din Djarin, has even committed to a season four yet. Well, and that was going to be my other point because he had, there's a lot of issues this season with him yep. with his helmet on. From what I hear, he's yeah. basically had a stand in do pretty much I think most if not all mm-hmm. of the the actual work on set, and yeah. he just does the voice comes in and does the voiceover, and that makes a lot of sense because he's been one busy dude i mean he's not he's True. not only in mandalorian but he's also in that popular series on hbo max called the last of us which is yeah. their version of a zombie apocalypse series and that's been a great series by the way and he's so he's been busy doing that he's also been in a couple of movies as well so he is one in-demand actor right now. well and it's also been rumored though that he's had a lot of issues with him not being able to show his face more Got, with the character, right? Right, and, yeah. And in this last season, too, I could kind of see his point because you had, you know, Bo-Katan um, barely had her helmet on. Yeah. Uh, right? You know, really. I mean, you know, she pulled it off every second, and then yeah. half of the other Mandalorians uh, did not wear a helmet. Yeah. I, I think what I think that kind of part of the story has kind of hurt, hurt uh, mm-hmm. uh, the whole Mandalorian lore with this show. I yeah. mean, having half of them have to keep a helmet on and half of them have to keep it off. I mean, yeah, it's it's really. I don't think it's done any favors. I think they should have found a way to get yeah. around it or out of it earlier. Yeah, and let them all just do what yeah. they want. You know, yeah. As far as taking yeah. their helmet off, going back to the season, I kind of felt. Yeah, I I don't know. I wasn't excited about the the uh, uh, series finale. I thought it it was a big cop out. Okay, everything seemed rushed and forced. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it was cute in the beginning when Grogu had his robot, but after about you know no three, no no after no, about three no, seconds no, of no, that. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. No, no. I thought, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I was, I was kind of. In beginning, beginning, it was cute. I was kind of done with it really quick. But, right. um, but this other silly thing too is that you know the way that they're putting Grogu in harm's way. Um, yeah. You know, it's like all of a sudden he's inside the action, yeah. and you know he's not going to get. The thing is though, is that it's it's kind of uh, to me. What would you call it? A kind of a fake drama in the sense of. You know, what really pulls you into to a lot of these is that, you know, is the character going to make it or not? Yes. And when you know, like, Grogu, they can't get rid of Grogu. Now, maybe no. he, w- he would have been kidnapped or, I mean, you know, they would have captured him or whatever. Uh, right. Grogu-napped, I guess, is would be the correct term. Yeah. Um, maybe that would have been a different, you know, way they could have went with it. But it's just like, you know, you kind of knew that everything was going to be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you knew that, especially when they captured, I think, in, in episode... Uh, 
uh, mm-hmm. seven was it seven? There was eight episodes, right? Yeah. So episode episodes. seven when they uh, they captured isn't that when they captured uh, Dinjarn? That's when they captured Dinjarn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you kind of knew at that point. Okay, yeah. you know, and this this isn't. This isn't gonna gonna last. I mean, if that would have been a cliffhanger, that would have been one thing. Yeah. I think it should have ended on that. I also think I think they they uh, there, there weren't any payoffs. You had okay. First off, a lot of people have have rumored not rumored. I said a lot of people have called this show the Woman Delorean because basically wow. it was about Bo-Katan. It wasn't yeah. about Din Djarin, you know. And yeah. I have no issue. It's funny because Disney's stance on it seemed like they kind of took the. The, uh, the high uh, road. No, no, no. They kind of took the uh, the tact that well, this is about the Mandalorian people. Not yes. in other words, it's not just about one character. And they made it as such. And in, and that's not really true. I mean, the fans are there because of yeah. the Mandalorian in the beginning. I mean, that's what yes. it was called, the Mandalorian, not yeah. the Mandalorians. Yeah. So they kind of they kind of switched the focus on that. And they even mentioned it. It was a lot about her and stuff. And I had no problem with her story. Yeah. I think they could have did something different with Dinjarin. And pulled him in more to the story. But, okay, so here's the deal. Yeah. First, Din Djarin comes in, and he basically gets captured. Bo-Katan's got to save him. Okay, no problem there. Yeah. Then, all of a sudden, Din Djarin, what, turns over the Darksaber. Yeah. Then Din Djarin says, I will, I will bend the knee to you, and, you know, your story's not written. Okay, so now, all of a yeah. sudden, it's like, what, what's going on? Right. Then, all of a sudden, she's fighting with the Darksaber, and yeah. uh, Moth Gideon breaks it in two seconds. What? Right. No payoff. Exactly. What? <laughs> I'm waiting for this dark saber thing. Like, what is this? This this shows that she rules. You know, this is right. the, the the symbol, right? right? Yeah, and but, especially since they went to such painstaking efforts to make season three all about the redemption of the Mandalorian. Er, sorry, the Mandalorians. Yeah. So yeah. So okay. Right. So you had that. So basically, that gets destroyed. Moth Gideon. They didn't use his character at all. He's cloned himself, and it's mm-hmm. funny. I heard I didn't come up with. It. I heard somebody else say this, but it's, it is true. It's like who wants to see like a sixty-some-year-old clone? I mean, you couldn't find something, you know, or at least clone yourself when you were younger, right? But you're, right, you're supposed to be scared of these these troopers with the force that are, you know, they look like ancient at this point, I right? Mean, exactly. So okay, so there's problems, and then yes, and yes. then um, uh, you also had the mythosaur. You had this thing in the beginning. It opened yeah. its eyes. It literally did the same thing right. at the end. They're yeah. all standing there like this is the way this is the way and it's like i'm waiting for this thing to rise out of the depths right, right. this is the moment that we see the mythosaur and everyone's going to be true believers right you know at least at that point they could say everybody put your helmet back on you're true believers there's right. a mythosaur but what happens it does the same damn thing that it did earlier right. where it just opens its eyes and then it goes back to sleep i'm like what show us the way to a better story <laughs> <laughs> please as you can tell please it's, it's a wasted season and for yeah. me the series finale i the only thing i thought was cool was the idea that they used the best the best car to create armor for those troopers yeah right that was a great but that was but cool. they they it that happened so quick and then you had that stupid starship come in mm-hmm. the way that moth gideon <coughs> died supposedly yeah. or at least the way that we think that allegedly. He perished, allegedly yeah. uh he may come back they'll probably bring it back because As a clone yeah or some who knows what they'll bring it back as right but the, but the way you know with the starship landing into the base i mean this was like this was lazy i'm sorry this was completely lazy i was disappointed myself i like the action you're right the the action Mm -hmm. scenes are great they got no problem with that let's get to some story here yeah you know let's have some dialogue besides this is the way yeah i think somebody counted them and they were like over 200 this is the ways in this season alone where they just kept saying this is the way this is the way right you know So yeah, it was a waste. It's a wasted season for me. I'm I'm really disappointed. Yeah, 
I mentioned earlier on one of our other podcasts that, yeah. you know, after they put in Jack Black and Lizzo that I was done with it. But oh, I, man. But I did want to see the train wreck. I, I, I did watch the whole train wreck. I don't know if I can go back and watch a season four train wreck of this. And I don't think they can save it. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, Disney is is just falling into this trap where all these shows, yeah. except Andor, <laughs> Andor is the only light left in this in this universe right now. And they have I know they have uh uh what's the other series they got coming out? Ahsoka's uh, coming out in August. Yeah. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. I'm but... cautiously optimistic about about that one because I actually read a preview of Ahsoka yesterday and apparently a live action Grand Admiral Thrawn is going to be in that from yeah. the the uh the books that uh take place after uh Return of the Jedi and he's gonna be portrayed by Lars Mickelson who is the mm. brother of Mods Mickelson. One of my favorite uh, actors. He played Lashif in Casino Royale, and he was also in Rogue One. Yeah. He played uh, Galen Erso. Yeah, in yeah. Rogue. So, so oh, he's great. You gr- oh, yeah, Maz yeah. Mickelson's great. So his brother Lars is going to be Grand Admiral Thrawn in Ahsoka. So, wow. yeah, D- Disney and Lucasfilm are going to be putting a lot of their eggs in that Ahsoka basket to kind of help well, see, save here, Star Wars. Here's right? the problem. That's it. And here we go again. So they're they're going to be down to one show that's going to save it. We always hear this. <laughs> this show, you know, nobody thought that the Mandalorian original, the original first season Mandalorian was going to do what it did, and it and it definitely was bringing it bringing was it back. It was bringing the the, the starship yeah. back on course here. Yeah. For, for the Star Wars uh, universe, yeah. but but I'm telling you, after after everything we've seen now, I don't have any faith, and I don't think Ahsoka is going to be able to do it either. And they had this whole big reveal about Grand Admiral Thrawn, and just like they had a big reveal about the Dark Saber. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there's Moth Gideon, and this Dark Saber is going to be, and then it was cool, you know, in season two. Yeah, but th- mm-hmm. this the way they wasted Moth Gideon in this one, it was so lazy. Yeah, he comes out, I've got clones, I'm going to do this, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> here comes a starship down. And you got Grogu using the Force to save, right. you know. I mean, it's like, come on, really? I don't yeah. know. It didn't. It didn't really pack. The action scenes were great. Yeah. The story fell completely flat. They should have went to the bottom down there with that Mister Store, and I hope they uh, they don't come back up. Because... Yeah, yeah. The story fell completely flat because, like you just alluded to, it focused on the Mandalorians reclaiming their planet, which was under Imperial control, which isn't before. bad. But put Din yeah. Djarin, you know, and I have, and that's the thing, you know, they could, I thought what they could have done here, and I think maybe I, I told you this on, on the podcast or maybe not off, but I think what sure. they could should have done is they should have had a joint effort between Bo-Katan and Din Djarin. I think with him having the dark saber and with her um, being royalty and just knowing how to rule, I, I think they could have, I think they could have. They could have paired up, yeah. and they could have actually made a really cool dynamic there and brought the two sides together. Yeah. But I think them focusing on Bo-Katan only, <laughs> saying she's the chosen one. Yeah. To me, it didn't. It just it didn't work for the story. You know, it didn't keep me in- interested because it started to go away from Dinjarn, and I was like, wait, what's going on? He was, you know. And then the other thing too is just like you know all all the easy plot stuff where it's just like all of a sudden the R five unit or whatever you know he's you know go down there and plug in I'm like when did we yeah, see this right? in the original Star Wars already I mean with R two D two pretty much yeah you know, and then so. you had those little mini bots that were those were cool though <laughs> they were yeah they were <laughs> it's like you know? yeah and like woo 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 they're like yeah, you know that was so that was a funny scene but that's yeah. supposed to scare me I liked R five too but I think yeah. once again I think they just kind of misused it and they kind of fell to some yeah. easy outs yeah. on the writing, you know. Now, 
kind of piggybacking off of what I said about there possibly being a season four. I will also say this, Eric, that it's I would say right now the chances of a season four are probably 50-50 at best. Because, really? Well, and the reason why I say that is because I've also read some other articles on, like, say, um, there's this one website I look at called gotthiscovered.com where mm. they come out with these little spoiler articles. And I don't know how much credibility you can lend to them, but I read one earlier earlier this week that said that the ratings for season three Mandalorian were so bad that at this wow. point, there is no guarantee that a season four will even be possible. And they also alluded to the fact that Pedro Pascal didn't agree to, and uh, Katie Sackhoff, who portrays Bo-Katan, didn't agree to anything contractually beyond a season three. Okay. So if they're going to do a season four, I would imagine, obviously, this is goes without saying, they need to make sure that they have Pedro Pascal and Katie Sackhoff in their back pockets with the checkbook first. Mm. Need to make sure they get them contractually signed to do a season four and then figure out what the story is going to be. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it depends on who you talk to and what you read and who you listen to. There's either going to be a season four or there won't be. Let me ask you this, and we may have talked about this before, but yeah. I'll, I'll re-ask it again. Do yeah. you think, because I've heard other people talk about this, and yeah. I kind of agree. Yeah. Do you think it was, um, do you think they messed up it was a problem bringing Grogu back in to the show? Yeah. Yes, I... After season two. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because, okay, I say yes, I did with a little bit of trepidation, and the reason why I say that is because... Part of the Mandalorian was him and developing this relationship with... Actually, let me rephrase that. Part of Grogu being on the Mandalorian was him developing that relationship with the Mandalorian, not the mm. other way around. And Grogu was initially brought on as kind of a... Um, he was brought on as kind of a... A, a plot, plot device. A plot device, yeah. He's Getting kind of, the Mandalorian from point A to point B. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Getting him from point A to point B, but giving the Mandalorian purpose, giving him reason to do what he does, yeah. besides being a bounty hunter. And so um, when that kind of... When they developed... They developed two storylines, one for Grogu, one for Mando. Mm -hmm. And I thought the one for Grogu... It felt like at some points was a little bit more important than the one for Mando, which is why I felt in season two, at the end of season two, they should have written him off in the Mandalorian storyline, maybe brought Grogu back as uh, as in a cameo role for a couple of episodes, mm. but get back to focusing on the Mandalorian. Yeah. <clears throat> because, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, folks. Um, another thing, too, is that Grogu was also put in there for the kid factor. You know, sure. this cute little baby Yoda with, you know, wobbling around like a duck and stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, moving, you know, 10,000 pound rocks with his tiny little hands, whatever. <laughs> At any rate, um, yeah, I felt that <clears throat> because they went to such a painstaking effort to try and get him to embrace the force part of his nature, they should have at least let him sit out most of season three and then maybe bring him back for the final three episodes of season three in some kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Maybe. I, I, I think I and, and I, I agree with you in the sense that yeah, I, I think they, they should have um, they should have left him out mm -hmm. of season three. He shouldn't have been in and, and the other two episodes in Boba Fett, those shouldn't even to be honest, no. I feel bad for Boba Fett. That shouldn't even have happened, but no. Um that should have been season three, beginning of season three. Yeah. Uh, of the Mandalorian, and a actually, um, and it kind of was in a way, but I mean, you know, it should have been a set, set apart from that show, from yep. Boba Fett. Okay, but anyway, going back to Grogu, yes, they should have left him out. Season two, his mm -hmm. story was done. Yeah. I think you're right. Now, if he would have come back as maybe a Jedi, it could have even brought him back in the same type of story as mm -hmm. they did with Luke when he hadn't completed his Jedi training, but he knew that his friends needed him. Yeah. And so he went back anyway, kind of halfway through his training. <clears throat> 
mm-hmm. and, and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So uh, they could have did something like that, and if they wanted to keep him going, I, I think Disney, and this is the problem with Disney, they see the cash cow, and they just and they can't let go <clears throat> for the sake of story. They can't, you know, everybody would have bought the merchandise of yeah. Grogu, even if he wasn't on the show. Yeah. But they see that they see the cash cow of Grogu and and all this, and so now they got to keep him in and and yeah. do cute stuff. So now you can buy the robot that says no, 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 yeah, you know, right. or yes, 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 with little baby Grogu in yes. it. Um, they should have left him out. Uh, this whole thing at the end of the whole thing where it's like, oh, uh, you know, you uh, want to adopt the youngling or whatever they call him, you know, and mm-hmm. and then uh, she goes, the armorer goes, well, he might have parents, but we're not sure, but that's okay. You know, it's like, wait, what? What right. kind of what kind of social work is this here? We might have parents, we don't know, but adopt him, we don't right. care, whatever. They'll never find him here on Mandalore anyway. <laughs> right. I don't know what was going on there. It's like it was so crazy. It's Content just the whole short. thing is just crazy. Yeah. So now, like you said, now they have Trailer Park Mando where he's there with with, with baby Grogu, <laughs> right. which is older than him, really. Baby right. Grogu at this point is what a couple hundred years old, I think. Oh, something. at least yeah, he's he survived Order sixty six, <laughs> so we know he's at least yeah. he's an old geezer by so, now. So yeah, so I, it it just doesn't make any sense it really doesn't they should have had they should have concentrated on mando's story and i think they could have had mando help the mandalorians retake mandalore they could have helped bo-katan be in power but it should have focused on the mandalorian that's what would have been now i don't like we're not in the room we're not in the storyboarding we're not we're not not in the in the to see what the universe they're trying to bring together maybe this all makes sense to dave filoni um in his big movie coming up but um, which oh that was the other point I was going to make though yeah when you're talking about we're talking about like these seasons and all these uh, uh, Star Wars shows yeah. I mean how many times have they done that Lucasfilm oh we're announcing this we're announcing that we're announcing this and then it's like oh canceled 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 so I don't mm-hmm. put any faith in anything they say is gonna gonna happen so. yeah well you know hey they have to they have to placate the fans somehow and so. even when they come out and say stuff and then they pull it back a few months later and say oh sorry we're gonna have to recant what we said and just pull this off the production line and put it off for another year hey whatever works i guess i don't know so anyway okay uh we're gonna move on to actually a show a season that did work this year and that surprised us and we can't get enough of and it's over though which is star trek picard yes i just wanted to get real quick we we only have a few minutes left here and we have a lot of stuff to get into so yes first what were your now that you've had a while for this to sink in yes uh what were your thoughts on uh the season my, thought, my thoughts on the season overall, extremely strong, an A++. And yes. the, considering that this is this is it for Picard. No more Picard after this. Thank goodness. Thank goodness, And I say, yes. And I say that, I really, I say that with, yeah. oh, sorry to interrupt you, but no, I just, I no, say that right. with all love and respect because, yeah. you know, it's, it, these guys, it's like if it was Disney, they would be like, oh, wait, we can, we can still get another, squeeze another two seasons yes. out of Picard, right. you know? Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you bring up a very good point. End it on a high note and don't try and reinvent the wheel you know but um overall this season had everything in it it had drama it had great moments of acting it had great directing great cinematography a great storyline that they stuck to and i loved the fact that i wasn't able to binge this all in one night i loved the one episode drop per week Mm, because it harkened back to the good old days eric when i could go into work have the good old-fashioned, pardon the cliche phrase here, but the good old-fashioned water cooler talk about oh, yeah. what was going to happen. What's going? What do you think is going to happen next week? The way television was meant to be, and I loved it because you and I would constantly geek about it all the time. Yeah, during this month or so, or two months or so that it was on the air, 
And I loved I loved being not being able to binge. It gave us all this content, you know, we could did. talk about because every yes. week there's something. But they what they did that I loved the most about this series, this season three, was that they didn't try and do too much with the characters. They didn't try and over exaggerate Worf's storyline or Picard's or Crusher's. Mm. Crusher's plural, meaning Doctor and her son. Yeah. And then Riker and except Troy, Wesley. Right, except <laughs> shut up, Wesley. <laughs> Damn you, Wesley. So um yeah, they didn't try and do too much they stayed within the confines of the story that they created and i love that again an a plus plus and um i just yeah and you know what i'm gonna go back and and watch it again i'm gonna go back and watch it again just because it left me on that much of a high and just to prove to you eric how great this last this season three was i had a discussion with a co-worker of mine earlier this week and he's a big Star Trek fan as well. Mm. And he was asking me what I thought of Picard. And I told him, well, listen to Pardon the Intermission, the podcast that I do with Eric <laughs> Orham, and you'll find out how I feel. But anyway, I told him you know, how, what I thought of it. And the greatest thing, the greatest satisfaction I took out of our discussion was he told me that he watched it with his son. Mm. His son had never really been into Star Trek before he watched Picard. And during wow. the, when they were watching Picard, his son was asking him all these questions. Dad, what, how come he became an admiral? And what about this? And how about this? And the so, history of these characters. The history of these characters. Yeah. And so now his son got so into Picard, he's now going back and binging all seven seasons of The Next Generation. Wow, with his that son. is awesome. And that yeah. is the best thing about this series. And that's a new generation. New generation. For of the kids, next generation. Uh, for the next generation, yes. And that was the ultimate goal of that Terry Matalas and his creative crew were trying to do was get a new generation hooked on these characters. It may be the last generation for them, but mm. for this younger generation that was born after 2010, let's get these kids hooked on it. And let's yeah. have... Now, in this day and age, Star Trek The Next Generation may look rather... Um, dated. May, or... may look rather dated and a little bit cheesy, pardon yeah. the phrase, but you know what? The original series was the same way for us when you and I watched it. Yeah. But it, it hooked onto us. And so that really made me feel good when I, my coworker told me, hey, my son got so into this that he's now going back and we're binge-watching TNG. You know, and, and it's funny uh, you say that because I remember watching, uh, originally watching the series, and yeah. I, I did, and I got to be honest, I did think that the... Uh, the Enterprise D, especially the bridge, yeah. did look a little cheesy because it, it's so funny that Picard made that, you know, they had Picard make that comment about, you know, the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they right. missed the carpet. It's like, yeah, I was like, I go, because I was thinking that's like carpet in a star, you know, like originally, right? You, right? I mean, look at this thing. It's like, this thing is too plush. This is too <laughs> right. luxury. This isn't like a starship that I would imagine, you know, going out there exploring, you know? Yep. Um, but you know what? I, there, at the end of that, when they went, all got back on that bridge, Enterprise D, I, I, I loved it so much. I mean, I would give anything to actually, I would give anything to see another season, to be honest with you, um, because of the way that, that Terry uh, uh, Metalis did this and the way that, that yeah. he showed reverence and love and respect for these characters. And he was, he's been involved, I mean, we've talked about it before, he's yeah. been involved in, in this uh, world of uh, uh, Star Trek Forever. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, and he did. He just he did it right. He th- this is what this this is fan service and member Barry's done right, and it's yeah. done in a respectful way, and it's not done just to be, no. you know, just to be out there. It's not just like oh here's here's the Millennium Falcon, okay, but you know we don't really care about. It. I mean it's it was right. when they when the Enterprise D came out. I mean that was just such an amazing feeling in that episode yeah. to see that and and the way it all came together when it did. That was the way you do an end finale. That was the way yeah. you do a even even a, a pre finale. You know the episode before that. Right, right. That's how you do it. You yeah. know, 
Um, yeah, so I, I my thoughts are that, yeah, this, this thing was amazing. I, I will probably go back and see it uh, again uh, myself. Um, I, I Hats off to, once again, to everybody involved with that show. You guys did an amazing job. And yep. I am, and I am sad. And I say that, that you know, when I say that I'm, I'm, I'm not happy that it's over by any means, but I'm happy that the Next Generation uh, crew got to send off they deserved um, in, in that episode because yeah. it, it was definitely respectful. Yeah. I, I read that uh, uh, Terry Metalis that he basically let them, I think it was let them improv for that whole last scene, you know, when they're playing poker and stuff. Poker, that was all yeah. just all improv. We'd kind of speculated on that, yeah. but I guess it was. It was just all improv. Just let them do whatever they wanted to do and just film it yeah. and just them, you know. That it, it was truly, truly amazing, and yeah. and uh, um, unfortunately, yeah, that that's the end for that one. Um, but yeah, but it'll live on forever. I it mean, will. In, in my heart, and also on our screens, yeah. right? As in our hearts, as, on our screens, as long as we can, <clears throat> yeah. as long as we can pull up those episodes. So, yeah. but I will say that you know we we were also going to talk too here about uh, some. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek Legacy news. Yeah. Uh, you had some interesting, something interesting to say about this that uh, mm-hmm. it may be kind of continuing. Yeah. So <clears throat> I've reported a couple times. <clears throat> excuse me, folks. I'm sorry, my throat is dry here. I reported a couple times how um, Star Trek Picard has really spawned a mass. The popularity of season three of Picard has it became, I think, even bigger than what they thought it would be, and it has spawned a massive social media push by fans actors on the series everywhere mm. to get a spinoff of Picard called Star Trek Legacy out there where it focuses on Jerry Ryan's character, Seven of Nine, Michelle Hurd's character, Rafi uh, Musiker, and then Ed Spillier's character, um, Jack Crusher. And uh, so apparently now um, Alex Kurtzman, who was one of the creators of Star Trek Picard, um, was quoted in a story earlier this week as saying that um, they have they've talked about possibly doing Star Trek Legacy. They've talked about doing some kind of spinoff, but as of now, they don't have any plans to do it because they have they have two other shows in the works, right? They got Section Thirty One. They have Section Thirty One, which is actually going to be like a movie that will stream on Paramount Plus. And they also have what was the other one? Um, they have Strange New Worlds coming out. Strange but, New Worlds. I mean, out. a new season of that. But yeah. there's also another. Don't they have another series dropping too? Uh, well, uh, the the fifth and final season of Discovery is uh, is airing. I thought there was another I think one in June. You know, um, <clears throat> oh, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, no, go, go, right. go ahead. So there. So yeah. Anyway, um, Alex Kurtzman has has told the fans in in this article here that um, even though the Picard finale set up what could be a spinoff series, both he and Matalus made it clear in a number of interviews that there is no current development work happening on Star Trek Legacy. But again, they both outlined how the show would have to fit into a pretty full and expensive Star Trek slate for Paramount+. Plus. So it sounds mm. to me here, Eric, based on what I read, and lace, and unless I'm reading in between the lines incorrectly, this is not so much them not wanting to do it from a creative standpoint. It's them not being able to do it just because there's a lot of Star Trek content coming out in the next three to five years. Yeah. And if they were to do Legacy right now, it would be a really big scheduling convenience for... Um, season three like oversaturation of, <clears throat> oversaturation yeah of the market yeah. strange new worlds was also green lighted for season three mm. so we're going to get season three of strange new worlds pretty soon and then like you just said we have a section 31 movie coming out and so there's a whole lot of star trek content coming out so they haven't shut the door on it 
they've kept it open. And so that's all because of this big social media push by the fans, by the actors, by the the show's um, cast and crew. So that's at least some good news to hear that they're thinking about it, that they want to do it. And it sounds to me like Jerry Ryan, Ed Spilliers, and Michelle Hurd are all on board because all three have tweeted um, on their Twitter accounts that they want this to happen. Well, and here and here's the thing too, though, is that you know, in, in Hollywood or, or you know, in, in this TV series making, I mean, things take a while to make. Yeah. Like you were just talking about Mandalorian and, yeah. and you know, waiting forever for these. So yeah. here, that's the problem is that, you know, it seems like things are, are, you know, because of all the digital content stuff they have nowadays, digital effects and stuff, it takes yeah. a while to throw this stuff together. Mm-hmm. They would have to do it very quick because, you know, these actors, to be honest and not to be mean, these actors aren't getting any younger. Nope. You know what I mean? So yep. it's kind of <laughs> like they would have to kind of hurry up and get this thing going, you know, unfortunately. Otherwise, you know, the other crew that's younger, yes, but... And and also you want to catapult off the, uh, off the, the feelings of Star Trek, Picard. I mean, if you wait too long, people will forget, you know, and the kind right. of the emotional connection will right. die down with these characters and stuff. Right. Um, then again, I don't know. They could do it fairly. I don't know. I mean, if, if they, I hope that I do, they do have a lot of Star Trek coming, content coming out. I, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I would rather, I, I don't want to see any of that other stuff. I would even give up Strange New Worlds. I want to see Star Trek. I want to see Terry, a, a Terry Metalis mm-hmm. production. That's okay. what I want to see. I want to okay. see him involved in it, and I want to see that going forward. I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, I would give up Strange New Worlds if I had a choice, and I would give up. The Section 31 means nothing to me. I don't even know what it is. I can tell you about Section 31 later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's good and everything, but yeah. listen, I mean, uh, but the point being is that, you know, I this is how much I'm hungry for good content, mm-hmm. you know? Now, they could do it fairly cheaply. I mean, um, I guess uh, uh, I heard, uh, oh, what was the guy's name? Oh, Chris Gore from Film Thread. He was talking yeah. about this. Yeah. Uh, he's really good if you guys ever get a chance to listen to him. Um, got a lot of insight. Um, he was talking about how they did, like, you know, this season was like a lot of, they call them bottle episodes. And that yeah. is when basically a lot of the action, it never took place on the planets. It took place in the ship. So, you know, when you have yeah. a planet, you've got, you've got uh, a lot of times, I know Mandalorian kind of, did that with the digital screens you know they did a lot of work with that where yeah. they didn't necessarily have to have yeah. a location <clears throat> but that kind of takes care of all your locations and stuff if you yeah. got a episode that all pretty much all the whole thing took place on the ships or on these different ships right you never mm-hmm. saw yep. them on a planet or a big you know so right they could probably do it pretty quick and pretty cheaply that way and, and get away with you know a few uh, to get get the ball rolling and yeah. stuff so yeah they could and with that great writing um from terry that would just be yeah. that would be unbelievable but i don't know man i i hope they can do it i hope they're able to pull it out i do too yeah i'm cautiously optimistic that something will happen but until then i'm actually excited about season two of strange new worlds and suffice to say i will be watching that when it comes down and that season two it's gonna have to live up for me i'll be honest with you it's the bar is high after picard no you're right it is yeah it is super high now and it's Mm -hmm. like if see if strange new worlds i understand they've already got this one shot yeah but if they don't kick it up man i i'm i'm liking the characters but i'm not completely involved yet you know what i mean i'm not i'm not deep into the characters yet yeah and it's tough to get deep into those characters because strange new worlds you have different actors reprising popular characters aka captain pike mr spock number one and then we're going to see a whole new captain Captain kirk Kirk. appear in this one which i'm not i mean i'm not too keen on the actor they cast as the new captain kirk but hey that there's a reason why i'm doing what i do and why those guys do what they do so there's rumors that that in some of the previews he captain kirk they're kind of making him look like a buffoon 
He does look this, like a buffoon. Um, which is <laughs> which is sad. Which is sad. But anyway, yeah. at any well, rate, let me ask you this. Okay, so the other the other I guess the other way they could do this is they could do a movie, right? In other words, they could do like with the Section Thirty One. You're saying is more of kind of a movie. They could kind yeah. of do more of a legacy type movie to kind of get the ball rolling rather than do episodic TV. Sure, but. I did hear someone say, uh, might even have been Chris Gorgon going back to him, that you know Star Trek is actually better as episodic TV, not as a movie. What do you think yeah. about that? What are your thoughts on that? I agree, because Star Trek was built on episodic television. It was built on episodic storytelling. Mm. The original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, we learned as a society about racial stereotypes, about racism, about bigotry, about sexism, about political scandals, about um, about morals. AI. A- yeah, AI. <laughs> the dangers about of technology AI. <laughs> through the art form of episodic storytelling. Well, it lets you dive into each character <laughs> it, it more and more, so you got to know these characters. You each, got to take time with these characters. Right, because each episode focuses on one, one or two particular characters. Yeah. And so I do agree with that. Yeah. But... On that on that note, I will also say that if it can be a long a long type movie sort of thing, and they're able to pull it off, which I think they are, then hey, go ahead and do it. Because mm. one of the things Terry Madalus, when he was at New York Comic Con, I watched a YouTube video of him being interviewed at New York Comic Con, and okay. he said something very interesting to me that I really struck me, and I never thought about it until he said it was that <clears throat> Star Trek has been has been the pillar of hope and the future of hope for all this time. But just like Star Trek, we need to evolve with Star Trek. And what he meant Mm. by that is they have to find new and inventive ways to create new and refreshing stories that still touch on the basic tenets of what Star Trek was and always has been about. And so Terry said, look, we're constantly trying to find ways to evolve, not only to make the storytelling better, but if that includes making it episodic versus making it one one season devoted to one long storyline, then so be it. But so that's, to me, that's interesting, and I I kind of agree with that because – as the old proverbial saying goes, sometimes you have to think outside the box and these guys are obviously very good at what they do. So, but with that being said, I still believe Star Trek at its core is strongest when it has an episodic storytelling element to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, because it let, just like you said, it lets you get in, dive into these characters, yes. dive in, dive into situations, dive into topics. Um, yes. A lot more than you would with just a movie. You know, yes. movies are good, yes. and I, I think they work. You know, with with the movies with with the, the Star Trek um, and uh, the Next Generation, I think they work because we were already involved in the characters at that point. I yeah. mean, you know, they had uh, they had their series, and then the movies came out after. It'd be tough to jump yeah. right into a movie, even with the new characters. We do know yeah. Seven of Nine. Um, we've yeah. gotten to know Rafi, yeah. and yeah, and we barely know Jack Crusher. We kind of yeah. know more about him because that had more of him. It was wrapped up in that in that series. Yeah, but you know, there's still a lot more stories to tell. I mean, I would like to to get involved in these other characters on the ship, and then they can do a movie. So I kind of hope, yep. yeah, they actually do the episodic route and not do a movie. But I'll tell you what, I'll, yeah. I'll take whatever I can get at this point. But I will say, right, but guess right. what? I will say yeah. uh, along those lines. Now, there was also an article here. Uh, this one was uh, uh, from uh, uh, MSN. I think it was from a, a film site. Mm-hmm. They were talking about the uh, Star Trek. Uh, they are talking about Terry Metalis says that uh, my boy, my man, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> Captain Shaw might. Oh, your might, man crush. Your man crush might be coming back. Might. 
be coming back. Here's what oh, here's what oh, they were talking oh, oh. about. Because they were asking him, you know, basically about you know that Captain Shaw became this great. I mean, he became this big character, and he said, and, and yeah. he made the point that you know, in this article here, that yes, I mean, actually, Captain Shaw, he always knew he was going to die. He was always that mm-hmm. that character in this series. Yeah, he was going to sacrifice himself, and it makes sense, right? Because if you think about it, in the beginning, he was talking about how terrible the Borg were. He were on the I was on the ship. Yeah, you know when all this happened, when Lacutus, when they were destroying everyone, and yeah. and he was one of the last to make it off, and yeah, this horse horrible stories, right? And so you kind of knew that he was just going to be this tragic character in the end. But he did say, "This is a quote." Mm-hmm. Okay, he says, "We knew from minute one there is a way for Shaw to return in the most wonderful way. That's not a cop out. If we ever were to come back, uh, and it's uh, it says, well, I'm sorry." Uh, that's not a cop out. If we ever were to come back, and it's awesome, awesome. So I think so. Basically, he's saying that he's they're going to bring Shaw. I mean, there's a way to bring Shaw back in a wonderful way, and it's not some little cop out like you know, oh, it was a dream sequence, or it yeah. was you know what I mean, some nonsense like that. Right? That he'll be, they would bring him back in a legit way, and I that's how I want to see Shaw if he does come back. I do want to see a legit way. I don't want to see just time travel, timeline, multiverse nonsense. Mm-hmm. I want to see like a legit, like how did they yeah. do it? I think my plan was still the most legit where they found a Borg body. They had cryo froze his head. We didn't see that part. <laughs> and they were able to stick it on a Borg body. Ah. And <laughs> oh, he's, no. fr- he's Frankenshaw at this point. Oh, no. Come on. You can't do that to Shaw. <laughs> He may be a he may be a dip bleep from Chicago, but you can't treat him like that. No, 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 no. But it's, it's because I love the character so much. I, I mean, know, I but, know. But I but I would if he did come back, and it's nice to hear uh, uh, Terry uh, Metallus talking about that. Yeah. If he did come back, I want to see him done right. I want to see it done with respect. I don't want to see this like some nonsense about well, yeah. this is you know multiverse and this and that, and I don't know, you know, all these other ways that they bring characters back yeah in a way i gotta i gotta be honest with you though i'm we're running way over time and i'm gonna i'll end it with this and i'll, I'll give you the final thought but uh-huh. uh i will say that um in a way i don't know if i really want him to come back because you know this that's what makes series great in a way is when you have characters you're invested in and there's life there's actual life or death for that character it's yeah. not like oh the character has died and then they'll be they'll, they're right back you know they found a way to bring him right back you know yeah. these these uh the kind of false drama they put you under i mean when yeah. a character's gone my thought and that's i have a problem with the mcu with this when a character's gone they're gone mm-hmm. and i think it gets too muddled and too cloudy when you have all this uh i just keep saying multiverse because that's what's the technique used lately yeah uh, or time you know i mean yeah. multiverse or, or slash time travel yeah um um, it, it, there, there's no investment into that, and that's 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 really what connects the audience. That's what pulls you in. When you were talking earlier about the episodic, uh, you know, everyday uh, or episodic TV, waiting for that day to watch it. That's what it is. It's like you're at the cooler. You're talking about it. You can't yeah. wait. Yeah. You can't wait until the next Wednesday. You're looking forward to the next Wednesday and the next Wednesday and the next right. Wednesday. And that's how it used to be. Like there yep. was a show you liked almost every night of the week, and you couldn't wait for those nights to watch that particular show. NYPD Blue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so anyway, that's what pulls you, and that's what keeps you going. If, if they kind of do this nonsense, where oh no, they're dead, no, they're alive, no, wait, they're almost dead, oh no, the wait, they're alive again. It's kind of like well, okay, it does a yo-yo effect, and you kind of just fall out of the show, <laughs> right, you know? Right, right. So anyway, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. I'll give you the final thought on on what uh, what I'd said though about them bringing Shaw back. And- 
My final thought is don't bring Shaw back. Okay. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You you left him on you left all of us on an emotional high watching his death. And even though he was a popular character, even though we both like Todd Stashwick, you love him more than I do, obviously. <laughs> even though we both like Todd man Stashwick. Love. It's a man crush. Man crush. Yeah. Hey, I have a man crush on Paul Rudd. So fair is fair there, all right? But at any rate, we both love the character, but I think given Given the fact that he was a fantastic ancillary character, mm. they did justice to him by having him go down defending his ship. Yeah. And I think that's how they should leave it. Now, if maybe they want to do a prequel... Nah, I wouldn't go for that. You wouldn't go for that? Okay, then I'm not even going to go there. That's what I mean, though. By the, <laughs> That's what I mean by... Uh, I, I will say that I'll throw the prequels in there, too, because I don't like those. Because, uh, I mean, some of the times it works. Like, okay, Strange New Worlds, I'm giving them, okay. I'm giving right. them the, right. the, the thing. But I understand where you're going. Okay, I, I cannot. Right. <laughs> but it's like I've had enough of like seeing. The, I want to see it go. Here's the, and here's the reason because I'm yeah. tired of seeing the past on these shows. Okay, I want to see the future. the future. Okay, okay. That that's really and it's like I want to see. You know, we got to see Picard that wrapped it up really nicely. Now I want to see the future of these other characters of the yeah. legacy characters going forward. The other thing that would make it kind of odd was that if they if they were to bring, I, they would probably wouldn't do this particular uh, plot. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 storyline, but uh, if they did bring Shaw back, it would be kind of awkward to have him walk in there and says, "Hey guys, I'm back." Uh, wait, seven of nine? Can I have my ship back? I mean, you know, she's our, she's <laughs> right? captain of the ship now. You can't just take right. that away from her. That in that case, then Eric, he just needs to stay dead. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm sorry. That's what, no, my hey, man. It never hurts to dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll always have the legend of Captain Shaw. We will, we will, and we can go back and watch him over and over again. That's right, that's right. <laughs> He's alive in my mind. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yes. Speaking about uh, it's, uh, leaving, it's time to go, folks. But uh, oh. hey, we've been a little bit over, but we had a lot to talk about today. We hope yep. you enjoyed the show. A lot of fun. Don't Thank for- you for listening. And follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission and on Twitter at PTI underscore podcast. I remembered it. (laughs) All right. Hey, you guys take care out there. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace out. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.